Mr. Pop. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun, but the sun doesn't last, so you stick it up your This is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix and Mark Fine. As they say in the classics, let's do it. Welcome to another edition of Rock and Roll. My name's Kevin Hillier and with me, of course, Brian Mannix and Mark Fine. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Very well, thank you, Kevin. Mr. Fine? Um, Well, I'm neither Brian nor Kevin, so not that good, but I'm well. Now, just uh, just because of uh, the situation we're in, uh, you've got to. Uh, can you just scan your phone on the QR code, please, so as you can enter the uh, the podcast? Just make sure you do that uh, for me, please, um, because we are in uh, in lockdown four. Uh, so just scan your QR code, and I've got a couple of uh, got a couple of COVID questions I have to ask you. The protocols demand that I have to ask you before you can enter the podcast space. Uh, Finally, you ready? Yeah, every, every time I scan a QR code, I'm scared that I've bought something. But anyhow, <laughs> yeah, just purchased, you just purchased a house in Brighton for four point three yeah. million dollars. But don't worry about it; it's only a QR code. Thing. Uh, now, I've got a couple of uh, COVID nineteen protocol questions for you, Finey. Uh, the same same questions. Uh, have you travelled interstate uh, of recent times? Um, about four years ago. Right. Okay. Yeah, you could be. Uh, have you uh, developed any COVID like symptoms? Um, no. For a minute there, I thought my ears were getting bigger, which is very COVID-like. <laughs> that's very Dan Andrews-like. That's very well, vul- that's what I'm It's very, very Vulcan-like. Very, yeah, very Premier-like, but no. <laughs> yeah. no it was just my – it was d- just my uh, – I was using smaller cotton buds. Right. Uh, and do you keep large amounts of cash in your home and whereabouts? I wish I did. Right, okay. I wish I wish. Uh, Sure, I hid something somewhere once, but that was three houses ago. You're right. Uh, I, wish I, I wish I had a whippy. I, I often think when I get a win on the races, or you know, I should put ten percent away whenever I'm cast, whenever I'm broke, but I never do. And that ten percent would be yeah, that would be handy. Now, Brian, have you travelled yeah. interstate of recent times? Um, yeah, but not for um, yeah, I. I have you had any COVID-like uh, symptoms uh, in the last seven days since we last um, Yes, I've, I've, um, I've uh, no, no, I had a, well, no, <laughs> sorry, just got out of bed. It's yeah, not really working no. for me yet, you can tell. Um, what was the last question? Uh, why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near? Just, it's just like you. They long to be close to me. Ah, very good. You're, you are, you are uh, up and about. That's the kind of, wake up now. That's the, all right. That's the COVID nineteen IQ test. So you passed that. So you think you're going to be okay? Uh, have you been? Uh, have you been uh, one of the seven million four hundred and forty three thousand Australians that have been tested in the last seven days? Finally, in Victoria, no. Well, I've been tested, but not for COVID. <laughs> I've been yeah. tested by my football club. I've been tested by my wife. I've been, I've just been tested by life, but yep. not not for COVID. No. I want to get a T-shirt made that just says "I've been tested," and I want to wear it everywhere I go because I reckon that to just shut everyone up. Because I go, "Oh, have you?" and you go, "Yeah," and then give them a tirade like the one that you were just starting to get warmed up to. There, funny, and it uh, certainly. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to say I've been tested. I don't have COVID, but I've got the clap. So stay clear. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think I'd like it. I think I'd like it because it says I have COVID nineteen, and then no one would ever talk to you. Yeah, that's maybe all right, but you'd walk around the shops with your I have COVID-19 t-shirt. I wouldn't that sort of be a bit of a punk rock thing to do? That'd be very, very punk rock. Very yeah, punk I love the COVID. I'm into it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Uh, now, look, for those people who aren't listening in Victoria, we're still in lockdown. We're in lockdown four. Uh, which is again just it's. Uh, I, I reckon this one's the one that's that's actually flattened. Uh, when you walk around, when you do go to the shops and you walk around, there's just a real feeling of defeat in the air. It's like being in. Uh, Finally, it's like being in the St Kilda change rooms. Uh, it couldn't be that bad. Look, <laughs> the, the um, yeah, I just feel it's like sort of the police aren't policing it, and people aren't. Yeah, it's like you know what. 
last time or the last, you know, last year, we all got, you know, sort of, we all joined hands and we all did, we all hunkered down together and tried to beat this thing. And right now it's just, you know, fair income, is that shop not open? I couldn't be, I couldn't be bothered with all the rules anymore, to be honest. Well, it's funny, it's taken us to lockdown four for us to actually do the QR code thing and someone actually, as you walk into the supermarket, to say to you, oh, can you scan in here? Because uh, that never happened until the last week, uh, and all of a sudden we're doing that, and you can just see the angst of people. They're just uh, they're, they're they're just cranky. Everyone's cranky. Everyone's well, in Queensland. I think we're all over it. Yeah, I agree. In Queensland, they were doing the QR code really regularly ages ago. Yep. Um, so that's probably half our problem. I know what the other half of our problem is, but um, <laughs> yeah, the uh, guy that rumours rumours reckon that the oh, guy I'm talking about, yes, don't I reckon he got that. beat oh, up. Don't start that stuff again. Oh, I'm oh, starting. Uh, I'm, I reckon. I hope that's what happened. No, don't. <laughs> no. So, what have you been watching, Brian? Have you been watching anything? You've been reading anything? You've been uh, doing anything different in the last uh, week or so? What? What? Give us a give us a little snapshot into into your week. Um. Well, it's been nothing to get out of bed for. So, including this show. Well, I thought this was this is a busy day. Um, but <laughs> one day I got out of bed at one o'clock, and then the other day I got out of bed about twelve. So you know, I think I'm staying up later at night because I sort of get a bit of um, energy at night. I think okay, I'll work on my book and I'll practice my guitar or whatever, and I stay up later and then get up later. So there's nothing to motivate me getting out of bed. So it's all pretty. Hum, drum. Mm. Uh, speaking of which, have, have you? How, what's the situation with your countdown shows? Oh, what's well, a bit of turmoil there. We're definitely doing Brisbane, but I think we're going to be postponing some of the other shows. I'm not quite sure at the moment, but it's yeah, um, Brisbane's going to go ahead, but um, I'm not sure whether we might have to postpone some of the other ones. I don't know at this stage, but. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it seems like I've got more work sort of, you know, maybe postponed, which is yeah. not good because, um, you know, I'm fast running out of my own money. Um, and, you know, I'll soon have to start tapping into the other money that I don't want to tap into. And I feel quite sorry for people like that girl. She's, um, she's saved up over $10,000 if she wants to buy a little apartment or something. Yep. And because she got over $10,000, she can't get any money from the government that's put her out of work. Yep. And I think that's a little harsh, and I think we're going to go another week. I don't think they're going to let us out on Thursday. I don't know what the, the score was today, but it was 11 yesterday. Yeah, it's only, and, two, it's only uh, two today. Yeah, look, I don't think people are going to cop it much longer. Um and certainly, you know, for people who've got more than $10,000 in their bank, well, there's no help for you. Like, go and spend your savings. I just don't think that's fair. I don't think it's right. And, um, you know, I, I just don't think it's right either that we've had 820 deaths in Victoria and less than 100 in the rest of Australia. It's, you know, yeah. and everybody seems to think that we're doing a good job here. We're doing a shit job. We've done it, it's, been, it's been an absolute fast right from the beginning. We haven't learnt anything from the mistakes made in the first quarantine. Um, we've still got people in hotels with central air conditioning. <laughs> you know, it's pretty obvious that you need to put them out in the bush somewhere. Well, that's pretty and obvious. You need a quarantine centre of some description, and where it, uh, I don't think it matters where it is, as long as it's bloody somewhere where they can go. It's just and there's yeah, uh, well, and just not in the city. So there's not the temptation. They can go and walk around in the bush or something. Well, but, Avalon was obviously, uh, and, and I forget uh, I forget where they're actually going to build one. Um, it's a suburb up in the northern uh, or Mickleham. Yeah, Mickleham, that's it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the, but you know, you know, I tell you what's frustrated me out of all this. We've been doing this now for what uh, over twelve months. It was at the end of March last year when we went into into lockdown the first time. 
The amount of bureaucracy that's uh, the, 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 and bullshit that we have to go through to get anything done these days is just ridiculous. We've got to shorten the ability to make things happen and do things now. We've got the, we got the resources yeah. well, to do it. Well, there's a, that facility centre that's going to cost $200 million and that's um, for 500 beds. So it's costing $400,000 a bed. Who's designing this? See, it's all that stuff that I just don't understand. We've we've lost – and one of the great things that Australians could do was we could, you know, get our hands dirty and get things done really quickly, and we can't seem to do that anymore because we are uh, – our hands are tied by bloody mountains of bureaucracy. It's bloody annoying. Our Our grandkids will be paying off Victoria's debt, or their grandkids will be still paying it off. Yeah. We're $95 billion in debt in Victoria, and the closest state to us is New South Wales with $55 billion of debt. So we're $40 billion in debt more than New South Wales, nearly double what they've got. Yeah. And, you know, and, you, and the government's trying to tell me they've done a great job. They haven't done a great job. They've been, you know, they keep making the same, they keep hitting themselves in the head with the hammer and wondering if it's going to hurt. Yeah, well, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, and that's certainly what we've been doing. Finally, you, uh, you want anything to chuck in here? You know what? Look, I don't believe in. I don't subscribe to conspiracy theories. I do. <laughs> I know you're a big fan, but I do have my own theories. All right. Yeah. That, uh, that could be considered conspiratorial, but I come up with them myself. Right. Right. My theory is. If you just listen very carefully around Christmas, New Year, about maybe at the end of January, the state government admitted to some enormous shortfalls in, um, in well, in terms of missing out deadlines and going over budget. They they just quietly announced how far over budget and behind schedule all their road works are, the various, you know, whether it's the, the, the tunnel, one near yeah. me. The one near me is the, I don't know, the thing on, on um, in Kilda Road. It's, um, you know, the big exchange where, I, I, what a name. You know, they dug up South Yarra Station. And is that the one that dug up the Queen Vic Markets and everything for as well? That's that one? Yeah, it's, yeah. All, it's, all, it's all to do with that. Yep. It's all that yep. some exchange, some, I don't know what it is. But that's way behind. The Westgate Tunnel's way behind, and there's another one way behind, and way over budget. And the only way that they can catch up time, or the only way that they can make up any headway, is by getting all the cars off the road. And because as soon as they announced the lockdown, they said, well, construction's continuing. Ah. And then the week after, then then five days later, they added landscaping and and a few other things. Yeah, they did. Why are you saying that? That's because roads need landscaping and stuff like that. And I'm just sort of thinking, you know, uh, uh, have a look on the roads, how how much work is being done during this lockdown period. Yes. And I'm not saying that they've made this up, but I'm saying that they're in no hurry to get us back out and about because they've got got stuff to do. Yeah, them pesky cars get in the way of doing roadworks. Well, it certainly slows it down. You know, they can get a lot more done. There's no cars on them. Interesting, interesting too, that they declared on December a state of emergency until June. And then... Come the end of May. Oh, hang on, we've got some outbreaks. Oh, gee whiz, hell, holy cow! And I would be surprised if the state of emergency gets extended again. And that way, you know, the government doesn't have to go to Parliament and doesn't have to be scrutinised over its actions. Um, yeah, I think it's, I'm, I'm thinking this is all bullshit. Um, <laughs> you know, or it's been handled like bullshit. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what to believe anymore. Like I was reading. Peter Credlin's thing the other day, and I know a lot of people don't like Peter Credlin, but you're talking about the medical experts holding us all to ransom, and then she goes through like Peter Sutton, and he's got he's got more qualifications than anything but um, disease, epi, whatever it's called, and most of the experts, except for Paul Kelly, they don't have a lot of experience in this kind of disease. They're 
their field is really in another area. And so a lot of the information we get, because they all kind of disagree with each other, and it's, it's just, I just don't know what to believe anymore. I just yeah. think, you know, you get a bunch of mediocre people with mediocre minds making out that you're an expert, and you're probably not. Yep. So there. Yep. But I'll tell you one thing I did notice that I, I thought, well, you know, if ever, you've, ever you're worried about this country and uh, our ability to do things, you knew you were in Australia when you read the headline that Sexpo had kicked the vaccination hub out of Jeff's shed and was taking over the vaccination hub, I think it's at the end of July. So you won't be able to go to Jeff's shed and get vaccinated, but you'll be able to go there and buy various sex toys and videos and whatever else happens at Sexpo. Well, notice all the bottle shops are left open because if Australians can't get pissed, there will be burning police cars. <laughs> there will be there will be riots on uh, the street, and that's where Dan Andrews is going wrong because he should at least give us money to get pissed and buy smoke. <laughs> because if people can't get pissed and buy their smoke, they just lose their shit. Yep, and it'll it'll turn to hell. Right. So we need so. Dan, we need some get pissed money and a bit of money for fags and we'll put up with it a bit longer, but not much longer. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. I just I wanted to share some uh, some exciting news with you that I know you'd be absolutely thrilled with. Well, who died this week? No. Well, you know what? That's funny. That is a good, uh, a good news story that we can say. No one. No one of any no one. no one of any note that I noticed during this week actually passed away that I would have mentioned in a you know a a, a valet segment uh, on this program. I don't. We didn't have any. We had five last week, and we've got none. So we're down to zero deaths. Yes. Oh, actually, hang on a second. A friend of mine's mother died. Oh, don't be like week. that. Oh. And now the sad thing was, they could only have ten at the funeral, and so half the family couldn't go. Yes. You know, it's your mother dying and you've got some of the brothers and sisters can't go to the funeral. That's just terrible. Yeah. I've got several friends of mine who work in the in that industry as, uh, as I don't know what you call them, as funeral celebrants, I suppose, um, and they've said to me that it's just it's, it's heartbreaking when you do a f- – when they've done funerals and and you can see the people watching it on on uh, the the video rather than actually being in the service. They said it's, it's really really tough on the family. So yeah, that is hard. It's very hard. Yeah, no, it's no good. No, it's not. But you know what? We're the number one hundred and ninety podcast in India. Are we? And and wait, there's more. We're the number forty podcast in South Korea. All right. And the number two hundred and nineteen podcast in Russia. Hello to my Russian friends. Hello. Hello to my South <laughs> Korean friends. Hello to you, India. Let's talk more cricket for the Indian audience. Yeah, well. I've got no idea, Fanny, but um, I get this thing sent to me on a daily basis from this organisation who uh, have a look at the Apple podcast charts all over the world and they send me a little kind of uh, directory of where the podcasts that we're involved with and uh, where they're charting. And... Uh, uh, for instance, the Food Bites podcast is the number four podcast in Zimbabwe this week. He's been doing a bit of a special on Zimbabwe food. <laughs> no, no, we haven't introduced a Zimbabwe food segment into the program. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, a podcast we do with uh, the uh, Victorian Diabetes Association, Living with Diabetes, uh, is the number, I think it's the number six podcast in the Cayman Islands. Oh, they love their diabetes over there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, part of the tax. They can't dodge. catch it. They don't have enough lollies to catch it. <laughs> yes, yeah, part of the so tax. It's a bit dodge. of a mystery to them. Yes. Well, how's Life of Brian? Are we big in Bulgaria or somewhere? Oh, now I didn't look at the Life of Brian, but uh, yes, I, I think the Life of Brian was big in New Zealand and the UK from memory. Uh, oh, well, and America, obviously, because of Alice Cooper and some of the and Mickey <laughs> Dolans and some of the people we've spoken to there. Right, but so far no impact on Zimbabwe. Haven't cracked it in Zimbabwe. Life of Brian might be the one that's – I haven't got the chart in front of me, but might be the one that's charted in South Africa as well. So I think that might Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. I want to get to some exotic countries. <laughs> All right. I'll see what, I'll see what we can do. 
Uh, well, might sort of start putting some, you know, Indonesian subtitles on the show or something. Brian, have you heard the program lately? It sounds like you're speaking in Indonesian anyway, so it, it's... Uh, oh, oh, really? Oh, no. Hey, I've got to ask a, a serious question about football because we're going to talk about our footy tips in a minute. Um, and I was right, you struggled to get six, Brian, because even though there are only six games, you struggled last week. Had a shocking, no, no, I didn't do very well at all. Shocking week with the tips. Finally, what's with the new thing where blokes are hitting other blokes in the cods? What's going on there? We've had two in the last week. Yeah, look, you'd think after the first incident that you'd probably not do it, but Michael Wilson, you know, maybe it was a subliminal message. But I don't know. Um, the thing is, and I actually heard Bob Murphy talk about it on radio yesterday. He's yeah. right. It's, it's, the, it's the light switch that hurts the most. Yeah, if you get it in the right spot. Yeah, just a little. A little. Anyhow, here's, here's my theory on it. Mm-hmm. Um, look, in billiards, the cannon's worth two points, is it? Right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You know when you hit both balls in billiards? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so give him two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Both balls, two weeks. I reckon they should get off because, you know, the coach tells them to go for the ball, and that's what they've done. Right. Yeah, but Brian, Brian, Mm -hmm. the head is sacrosanct. The head is sacrosanct? No, he's going for the ball. He's going for the guy's ball. Ah, yeah, but if you make contact with the head, that's you've got to suffer the consequences. Well, you've just got to aim a little bit lower. Well, that's that's exactly right. Depends on how he attacks himself. You know, you know what I have to resort. What? Dipping the ball? No, no. <laughs> At times, but <laughs> the um, it's been it's sort of been commented on a fair bit this week. It's great to hear all the different euphemisms for technicals. I mean, I've heard it all. Yes. You no, know, he's got him in the college, He got him in the Niagara's. He got him in the orchestras. You know. Just, Yes. The gas crackers. Yeah, it's, it's, that's right. They've all had a run because, you know, obviously, oh, Miss Radio Station, we can't say balls or testicles or we can say <laughs> orchestra stalls or Niagara Falls or gas crackers or, you know, whatever. I mean, I, you know, I like plums. Plums. <laughs> he got him in the plums. Yes, it's very descriptive. I think uh, I saw Mick Malloy on uh, the front bar uh, use nurries, which is one that's very, very popular with people of mixed age. Um, nappies is always a good one. There's, there's many. Agates, yes. Yeah. Cricketers um, like cricketers refer to them as agates. Yeah, I mean, you know, we refer to the, the actual ball as an agate. Exactly. So, but, you know, and, and the plums are great. That's great for for cricketers, you know, because you're plum and you get hit in the plums. And, yep. Different sports um, different sports move around different areas. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, plums are pretty big. Well, that's, you know, that's right. Yeah. Well, I'm only a small person, but, not, you know, plum. Right. Yeah, okay. Wish. All right. No, 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 enough enough information. Plum. Enough information, right. Brian. Okay. Too much information. I just wondered whether that's going to be a trend in, you know, Blokes whacking other blokes there. Just it seems to me to be something that's appeared out of nowhere. I'd like to, I'd like to see it taken up in Victorian Parliament. <laughs> you know, yeah. Marino and Dan Andrews start flicking each other in the knackers with towels. <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, uh, otherwise, that'd, that'd be. You know, so, so, I mean, I've deferred there. You you deferred knackers because I've got to say, without thinking, I just call them nuts. Yep. I just depends how old you are. See, nuts is a bit too small. Yeah, somewhere between nuts and plum. <laughs> <laughs> what are we thinking? Nums. My plum nut. Nums. I got some right in my plum nut. Yeah, yeah something. In the kumquat. In the kumquat. There you go. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, that's about right, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think it's going to catch on. Right in my lady. What, what, I want the voice of reason. <laughs> what is that? This one? I don't think it's got a case but, on. Well, it will if you start, Kevin. Yeah. It won't if you take that attitude. Yeah, right. <laughs> what about this one? 
they hit me right in my lady pleasers. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> Jesus, Brian. No, because, no, seriously. Oh, yeah, right. Nat is asked a girl, there's two things I know about in this world. The first, that's all I about the first. The second is women. And <laughs> Nat, Nat is uh, to women what tips are to men. So, with that in mind, I've invented the wonder jock, which is your testicles <laughs> lift and separation, and it's got a little gauzy, gauzy, necky bit at the front, so you can actually create, for the first time ever, testicle cleavage, <laughs> which drives the girls insane. They love it. <laughs> Nothing the girls like better than a couple of balls and some leftover elbows. <laughs> Wow. Uh, are you workshopping this for Sexpo or something, are you? Oh, I'm just, I haven't had an audience for ages, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, the sort of uh, patter that you would normally do between songs in a, a live set is sadly missing from your life, Brian. It is. And, but no, seriously, the girls, they love testicles. So oh, they do. Great. That's just us. They do. That is, they love it. That is. That, oh, so. oh, go and ask. Tell go and ask. Every girl you meet, say, which is your favourite part of a man's body? And I'll say, the matters. Right, of course, yeah. Or none, the lady. The lady pleases, you'll say. None, none of them. Or none of them. Uh, uh, you know, you cannot sell testicles. They, they just, <laughs> I've got to say, that there's nothing sellable or saleable about them to the uh, opposite sex. They, uh, they are what they are, but they're not, you know, no <laughs> one, no one, I've never heard anybody say, oh, he's got beautiful balls. I've never heard that. <laughs> and you know why? Because nobody has them. <laughs> oh, he's got beautiful balls. <laughs> they don't, you know, what, what are they? There's a couple of greasy olives hanging around oh, in, the oh, in, right. in a skin pair. I wouldn't mind getting my hands on his balls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, oh boy. Oh god. Oh, it looks like a it looks like a fleshy fruit bat. All right, can you all, down. all right, enough already. Jeez. <laughs> Good God. Uh, all right, let's get back to the footy tips. <laughs> god almighty. Um uh, righto, last week. You brought it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. You started it. You started it. Oh, yeah, right. I did uh, not even go to uh, oh, what, other, what other road could we go down when you start the conversation about testicles? <laughs> oh, well, jeez. Let me get you the, the mill ways of broadcasting. Because <laughs> trust me, there's many, many alternate routes you could have taken there. All right. Couldn't see any other way to go. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you couldn't. Oh, uh, I've got to say that the podcast was made for Brian Manning, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes. Oh, God. All right. Uh, now, last week, Brian, you got three out of six. Disgraceful performance. Disgraceful yeah. performance. But Finey only got three as well. Yeah. Not a good week for you, Finey, and I got five. Don't know how the oh, well done. I don't know well how the bloody hell I did that, but I did. Uh, we all missed on Adelaide, the Crows and the Collingwood game. Yeah. Right. Collingwood. Mm. Can I just interject for mm-hmm. a moment? Yes. I'm doing this in the back room, and I've got the I've got Sky Channel on on, on mute. Yeah. Share report for R. L. Evans. R. L. Evans. Well, he's a greyhound trainer. And in race six at Addington, he had seven of the eight runners, all with the prefix gold star. Oh, God, don't tell me he didn't get the winner. He did not get the winner. (laughs) 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 That's funny. (laughs) He had seven runners out of eight. It's not the winning dog. Jeez. <laughs> seven out of eight, and you can't get a winner. Jeez, it's yes. There's there's other equivalents to that it's raining. You know what's, and you get a you know what. Anyway, yeah, correct. Funny, uh, you know GG Allen. R L Allen is his name. GG, pun. GG Allen. Who's BG Allen? GG Allen. He's a punk rocker that performs in the nude and sits on stage and then blows his shit at the audience and. Smears it all over himself. 
Does he get big crowds? <laughs> no, but he's got a he's got a greyhound, and it was one. It was the only one in the race, and and it didn't win as well. <laughs> but anyway, what what's the go. name of what's the name of his band? Oh, it's just it's Gigi's dead now. But Gigi was a <laughs> Is he dead? Yeah, yeah he's dead. Because um, he when he died, his fans broke his body out of the morgue or something. And they partied with his body for three days. What? Well, they got his body out and they started pouring him drinks and giving him drugs and shit, but he was dead. <laughs> but they still partied on with Gigi. Right, okay. So they they, they make a movie out of Gigi. Right? <laughs> they took they took the weekend of Bernie's thing one step further, did they? They did it they did it for real. They had Gigi and he was there at the party for his death. And um, I think they all pissed on him because Gigi would have liked that. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. So anyway, right. Sort of R. Eleven, G. G. Allen, sort of thought, thought they were connected. Right. Okay. No. Okay. Good. Righto. All right. So, so the footy back tips standing. Yeah, back to the footy oh. tips. The footy tips standing. Uh, I'm on seventy. Fine is on sixty nine. And Brian, you're on sixty as we head to round. What is this round? What is this? Well, yeah, it must be. I haven't got it up the top of the page. Yeah. Uh, around the, well, yeah, it's about thirteen. Yeah, it's, last week was round twelve. I'm not, not sure if they're calling this round thirteen or the continuation of round. No, this will be round thirteen because we bought a game forward from uh, next Thursday to this Saturday, this Sunday. So let's have a look at the games, and we'll give you uh, the tips. Uh, now this game is going ahead. We're told uh, at the moment, Port Adelaide and Geelong in Adelaide. Geelong are in a bubble at the moment, so they can't do anything. Then they'll fly in and fly straight back out again. Um, sort of cry of act into a plane and then cry of act into a bus and then cry of act into Adelaide Oval and then run around like idiots and then off you go. Hey, who are you tipping, uh, Brian? Port Adelaide or Geelong? Um, that's a tough one, this one. But um, I think at home, and I'm you know, going to say it again, but I think um, Port Adelaide might get the rub of the green a bit and I think they're... I think the team's are easily matched, but I'll go for Port because they're at home. Okay. Finey? I'll go for Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide. Yeah, I'm going to go the Cats. I think they might get up. Uh, oh, out of the yeah, I, I don't mind the way the Cats – when the Cats play well, I like the way they play. I do like Port Adelaide, but, um, yeah, I, I'm going to tip an upset there. The Swans yeah. are playing in Sydney, Brian. They're playing Hawthorne oh. at the SCG Friday night. Uh, I'm tipping you're going to pick the umpires to win this game. I do pick the umpires to win this one. I think that um, Sydney and their umpires should be able more than a match for Hawthorne. And the umpires will be in the red and white jumpers, will they? they well, they'll want to be, but they probably – well, they might be. We'll have to wait and see. You couldn't tip Hawthorne, could you, Finey, really? No way. Okay. No. No, they don't need the umpires to beat Hawthorne. They'll win easily, Sydney. Yep. Optus Stadium Saturday afternoon. Uh, Frio take on the Gold Coast Suns, Brian. Optus, where's that? Is that in that's, Op, that's, Is that... that's WA. That's Optus Stadium. That's the big one they had the Dreamtime game on, and didn't they do that well? Well, somebody's telling me that Frio are playing pretty well. I haven't really seen them. Um, nah, look, I'll go to the Suns. I like the Suns. Okay. Frio played pretty well, I thought, last week against the Doggies. Um, Finey? Yeah, but a lot of victories. A lot of injuries. Yes, they have. No, no Darcy, no Spike, no Cox. Um, no Cox. <laughs> oh, it's just we were, there were blokes at Tullamarine flagging that one in, Brian. <laughs> they, um, they went, they went, fine, he's just said no Cox, get the flags out. <laughs> Beautiful. So who oh, yeah. I'm going to go, I'll still let uh, do I have to go? Maybe not. Um, yeah, I'll go for Frio. I'll go for Frio. Frio? Yeah, I'm going Frio in uh, in Perth. Uh, even with the injuries, I think they'll still get over the Suns. Uh, the Saints take on the Crows at Kazali Stadium. That's uh, Is that Darwin? Yeah, that's good. No, that's Cairns. I think that's going to be moved to Sydney. Oh, Okay. Now, boys, if uh, if a game gets moved and you want to change your tip before the game starts, simply text me. We had a bit of conjecture on the Facebook page that uh, because games were being changed at the last minute after we'd recorded uh, the tips, that uh, that they worried that you might miss out on a win. 
So if you do want to change your tip for a game that's been moved, you can. You just have to send me a text and I'll do it. As long as you do it, obviously. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till the game's over. I was going to say. I'll um, send you a text. Yeah, as long as you do it before the game starts, that would be handy, oh, Brian. That makes all the fun out of it. Yes. St Kilda and uh, Adelaide Crows. Finey, are you, where are you at with the, the Saints at the minute? Oh, well, you know, a couple of St Kilda players have gone home. Membry and Ross. Yeah. They're key players. Geary's out. Mason Wood is out. Um, That's a good thing, though, isn't it? Mason Wood being out's a good thing, isn't it? Well, he kicked three goals the week before and kicked a goal in the first minute against Sydney, and then he was got injured, so maybe they need him. Yeah, okay. Um, anyhow, uh, look, I'll tip St Kilda at the SCG. I thought they played all right there last week. Yeah, I'll go for St Kilda. St Kilda. Uh, I'm going to go for St Kilda. Brian? Um, I'm going to go. Who was it? The Crows. Yep. No, I'm going to go to the Crows. Actually, thank you. I'll go to the Crows. Crows. Okay. All right, North Melbourne take on the Giants at uh, Blundstone Arena. This is going ahead down in Tasmania on Sunday afternoon at twenty past three. Brian. Not North Melbourne. Okay, so that's uh, the Giants. Giants for me too. Funny. Giants for me. Nils. West Coast Eagles and Richmond. Now, this one's the game that was going to be on Thursday week, but has been brought forward into Sunday night at 7.20 at Optus Stadium uh, in Poyth between the Eagles and Richmond. I'm going to tip Richmond. So, so what game so was supposed to be next week, was it? It was supposed to be the Thursday night game to kick off the following round, but they've uh, they brought it forward, so it's obviously because of bubbles and whatever. So I think Richmond actually flew back to Sydney. And then we'll fly from Sydney to Perth on Friday or something to uh, to be or Saturday to be ready for the game on Sunday. Weird. Yeah, don't ask me okay. how any of this stuff works, but that's that's what you have to do to make these things uh, work, I believe. Uh, so, who are you tipping, Finey? West Coast or Richmond? I'll go for the Tigers. Brian. Yeah, I'll have to go for the Tigers. They just find the gear when they need to. Yep, they do. And the Monday game. Uh, this one's at the SCG. Now, this is the Melbourne Collingwood game. Uh, the que- traditional Queen's birthday Monday game. Um, you couldn't pick Collingwood to win this game in a pink fit, I wouldn't have thought, so I'm going Melbourne. Finey? Well, they're just going great, Melbourne, aren't they? So I'll stick with them. And was- yeah, I've, I've had no faith in Melbourne because probably because I haven't seen them play. I saw them play the last two weeks. They look like the real deal, don't they? So I can't see it. Uh, but- so you're going for Melbourne? Yeah. Finally, are you are you convinced about Melbourne? I've, I've spoken to a number of people this week. There's still actually a number of people I've spoken to this week. Footy people are not convinced about anybody at the moment. They reckon everyone's got the uh, the little the little kind of soft underbelly that gets exposed when the heat gets put on them. And um, most of those people I've spoken to, they're ex players, have all said, um, "If push came to shove, right now, they'd pick Richmond to win the flag." Yeah. yeah. You still defer to Richmond, but Melbourne are the real deal because they've got every part of the ground covered. You know, I mean, that back line with May and Lee, but that was their plan and that's worked out really well. That is very strong, their back line. Um, they're on ballers. You can't deny Oliver, Petrarca and Gorn. You know, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that forward line now with, with that positive ticket, he just... So dangerous and, and freaky and Tom McDonald, you know, they're still going to decide between Brown and Wiedemann, but I just think they've got most of the ground covered, you know. Yep. Ed Langdon's a really good player and as long as they, they keep this basic 22, they're going to be very hard to beat. Good on them. Good on them. Yep. I agree. I, yeah. I think I think a couple of crucial injuries will, um, will test them and they'll, they'll get some between now and the end of the year. It's just how they uh, how they react to those. Interesting. All right. Now, Brian, you got to pick the uh, the year for uh, yes, I did. for our chart attack. Uh, yes, I picked nineteen seventy four. Right. So, don't give me a number between uh, the top ten. We'll do at the end. Uh, right. So, pick pick uh, ones out of the ten. Why'd you pick seventy four? Um, because me and the Kegels were in our babies. We often, you know, we sit around a lot, waiting to go on stage and stuff, and we. Talk about all these old songs, and we decided a lot of these songs that we liked were from 1974. 
So we were going to form a band called the 74s and play all of these daggy songs and cool songs from 1974, which we've never got around to doing yet. But um, so when the opportunity came, I thought, well, in 74, that's the one. All right. Well, uh, let me just uh, give you a little uh, chalk, Alan. This is the 3XY Top 40 chart from Friday the 7th of June, 1974. <clears throat> Pardon mm-hmm. me. Um, you can hear contemporary rock albums this and every Sunday night with John O'Donnell between 7pm and midnight. So good old John O'Donnell is a lovely fella. Was uh, doing Sunday nights and playing albums before Billy Pennell was doing it in latter years. The hit bounce. So the ones that weren't in the chart that were, uh, you know, been picked out as songs that were going to be in the chart. Uh, two yep. poop. To, here, here we go. It's a great list. Two poop to pop by the Lardy Dars. Remember that? Kevin yeah, Burridge. Good song. Yeah, Kevin Burridge. Yeah. Uh, the Dingo's Boy on the Run. Yeah, good which song. is a great song. Um, uh, this is a rubbish song, Mud's Tiger Feet. Oh, I like Tiger Feet. Oh, you, <laughs> you're not serious. There uh, we go. Um, that's Nick, that's Nick, that's Nick, that's Nick. I really love your Tiger Feet. I really love your Tiger Feet. I mean, that is the... Drunken party, put that on, it'd probably go down all right. Yeah, it would. They were dreadful band, Mud. Um, and the other two on the hitbound list were My Girl Bill by Cash Backman. Oh, that is hilarious, that song. That is just, it's the first kind of openly gay song, but it's not. Yeah. So, Bill, sit down and have a, have a drink and talk this out. Man to man. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> great, that song. Uh, it's so shit out that's good. Yes, exactly. It's uh, the it's the definition of kitsch, isn't it, that song? Um, and the oh, other man. the other one that wasn't in there was uh, it was hit bound was He's a Rebel. By uh, Deborah Byrne? By Deborah Byrne. She went on countdown and said that, and all the fans were mean to her, and she ran off the stage crying. Oh, Okay. Um, so, uh, so they're the hit bounds. So now let's have a now. Now give me a number, Mister Fine. Uh, uh, not in the top ten. Uh, there's some yep. really. I'm just having a look here. There's some really good songs in this. Let's what? go to twenty-seven. Twenty-seven is Ringo Starr. You're sixteen. You're beautiful, and you're mine. Oh, nothing wrong with that. Oh, I like that song. Except you got a forty-year-old bloke singing. You're sixteen, and you're mine. Oh, yeah, that's a, bit, that's a bit creepy. We didn't notice that at the time, but, but today say, you sort of go, hang on. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, we weren't as politically correct and as, you know, uh, the demarcations of ages weren't quite as, um, you know, forthright as they are now. Good song, Well, though. Bill Wyman married a 14-year-old, didn't he? That's right. Yeah, well, was she 14? I'm trying to think of her she was name. 14 or 15 when yeah. he started going out with it. yeah. Well, what's his name? What was the uh, the American bloke who married his cousin who was 12? Was that Jerry Lee Lewis? Jerry Lee yeah. Lewis. Great balls of fire. Yeah. Don't start that again. Well, you started the whole show with that. <laughs> it was, I guess. That's why you brought up Jerry Lee Lewis uh, to get back on Macca's. Great balls of fire. Okay. We'll I, talk about I did not. Or right. Give me a number of medics or medic. Let's go for Gary Moorcroft. Number 29. Number 29. Oh, you'll love this one. The Daytona Demon by Susie Quattro. Daytona, Daytona Demon. Yeah, yeah. Go, Susie. Yeah. She's a ripper. Good, uh, good rocks. And uh, you went, so finally went 27, you went 20, I'll go 28. And again, what, uh, talk about three great songs in a row. Number 28 is Evie by Stevie Wright. Oh, yeah. I love that song. Evie, that Oh, that's the best ever! Great I, song. I played that at the time. All three parts. Yeah, yeah. I love that song. It was, uh, yeah. it was so so sad what happened with Stevie Wright. But uh, by geez, that was a good song. Vander and Young outdid themselves with that one, I reckon. Yeah, one of their best. Yep. All right, Brian, give me another number. Um, okay, we'll go for uh, number fourteen. Fourteen is oh now there's two versions of this, an Australian version and an overseas version. And I know I reckon you'll hate the song, Brian, but I actually like the song. Uh, the Australian right. version was Johnny O'Keefe and Margaret McLaren. That ringing any bells oh. for you? Mockingbird. Yes, and the overseas version, of course, was Carly Simon and James Taylor. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, no, I don't mind that song. I like I like songs that sing in rounds. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, it's a good song, Mockingbird. Yeah, it's fine, and um, I think it's possibly one of Johnny O'Keefe's better vocal performances. Yeah, good. Yeah, good call. Good call. Um, yeah. But I, I'm, I personally always like the Carly Simon James Taylor version much better. Well, they did it in the nude, which was more exciting. When did they do it in the nude? Oh, you've seen the video, haven't you? Can't remember it, but I'm going to have to go and have a look at it now. I, I had yeah, Charlie, I, Charlie, did nude it up completely. Really? Yeah. I had such James, a, has sort oh. of, James has got a fig leaf over his um, AK, but um, Charlie says, "Hey, my body's beautiful. I want to share it with everyone." Oh well, I've done, I'm up for that. I, I had such a crush on Carly Simon. I thought she was gorgeous. Still think she's gorgeous. Um, right. Righto, Finey, give me a number. I'll go for number 33. 33. All good songs here. Oh, what a great song. Oh, what a great song. 33, Rebel, Rebel, David Bowie. Oh, there you go. That's well, one of his it's, best. It's a good chart. Yeah, yeah. It is a good chart. No wonder you picked 74. 74. Hey, here's one for you. Number 34, the show, yeah. must, the show Must Go On by Leo Sayer. Oh, yeah, that's a great song. It's a really good song. Um, yeah. Excellent song. Now, there's going to be some duds in here, so give me another one, Brian. Uh, 38. Uh, actually, lovely song. Stylistics, remember them? Uh, American, yeah. American soul band. You Make Me Feel Brand New. You Make Me Feel uh, no, now that's that's Sylvester. That's you make me feel mighty real. Right. Now you make me feel brand new is a really uh, slow. Is it, you make me feel so very happy. No, that's is it, is that blood, sweat, and tears. Okay. Um, you make me feel right That's the one. That's it. <laughs> Jeez. Give me another number, would you, Finey, for God's sake. Uh, <laughs> hey, all right. Two, two fat, what is it, two little ducks, 22. 22, 22. Oh, Brian, you'll be able to do this one. Never, no. never, never, never going to give you up by Barry White. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you sit down? <laughs> oh, yeah. Beautiful night. Why don't we kiss each other gently? <laughs> Touch my lady, please. Help yourself to my lady, please. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus That's right. Gentle, though. Gentle, darling. Uh, that good? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That, you, you nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. <laughs> 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 oh goodness me! Uh, yeah. I'm going to go for number seventeen. Uh, you might not remember this, but I love this song. It was great. It was a, a South African band called Osmosis, huh. and they had one hit, and it was called "She Didn't Remember My Name." Really good song. Well, because Osmosis is a pretty hard word to remember. Osmosis, yeah, well, that's why I remember them. A really good, a really good song that one. Right, I finally come on, give me another one. I like well, I'm enjoying this chart. Number 30, 30. Yeah, 30. 30, 30, 30, 30. Oh, no, this is a dud song. It's one of those t- terrible pop songs. Uh bloke called Daniel Boone, which surprisingly enough wasn't his real name, uh, and the song was Skydiver. Oh, Skydiver. Yeah. My dad. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Down, down, until you hit the ground. Down, down, you know, the ground. Go, but down, 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 skydiver. Yeah, very good. My, my, my dad used to try and sing it, and he'd always get it wrong. And he'd be going, the girl went down, 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 skydiver. But it doesn't go like that. He goes, oh, it's improving it. <laughs> yes, he had a couple of hits, Daniel Boone, and they were both, uh, they were, I think, they were those poppy little songs like that one, uh, which just the radio ate them up and spat them out at a million miles an hour. Uh, right. Righto, what else you got for me, Finey? Oh, another number. Yeah, um, give me another one. 
Let's go to number 12. Number 12, right at the top here. Oh, well, it's uh, probably was higher in the charts earlier than this or this. Yeah, no, it only been in the charts three weeks. Three weeks, and it was at number 12, Candle of the Wind by Elton John. Oh, that's a big That's a big song. Pretty good year for music. Yeah, absolutely. Go on, Brian, give me one more. Um, I'll have uh, 18, Matthew Lloyd. 18, Ships in the Night by Vicky Lawrence. Remember that? Yeah, Ships. Ships in the Night. We- yeah, passing like ships in the night, yeah. Not one of not one of the best. What have we missed in here? Let me have a look here. Uh, Judy, oh, Alvin Stardust was in the chart with My Kukachu. Great. Right. Oh, Judy. Uh, uh, she said Glenn Rothman. I said, well, you are. Uh, 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 I love you. 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 He had a bit of Elvis about him, didn't he, Elvin? Yeah, uh, he's a wrong one. You mentioned glam rock. Uh, yeah, the glitter band were in there with Angel Face at number twenty. Number twenty-three. Yep. ZZ Top had the number sixteen song with Lagrange. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, where are we? Uh, Mississippi were number thirteen with Will I. That's uh, B. Birdles and Daryl Cotton. Okay. And, and that was, yeah, Will I Make a Man of My Life? Will I Make a Man of My Life? Remember that one? Uh, yeah, I do. Yep. Not particularly my cup of tea, but yeah, it was very popular. There you go. Hey, I tell you, the, the Zooter reforming. Um, now, obviously, Daryl's no longer with us. Russell Morris is going to do the singing parts on the Zoot with um, with Beebe and uh, Rick Springfield. A bit of, wow. Yeah, so. Uh, uh, who else was in here? Let me have a look. Uh, the Streak by Ray Stevens. Ray Stevens must be in every chart we ever do. Yeah, annoyingly present. Yeah, that was the it debut in the chart, uh, 7th of June, 1974, The Streak. So in about uh, probably by the end of June, early July, it would have been number one because it was massive. Uh, what else am I finding? Oh, Spiders and Snakes by Jim Stafford. Oh. Number 25. Um, oh, here we go. Oh, God. Number 24, Love You Babe by The Coloured Balls. Right. Well, that's back to our original topic. <laughs> See, I knew yeah, you were. Well, I knew you were. Okay. All right, let me give you the top ten. Here we go. And, right, and, and in typical 70s fashion, the top ten is full of some very dubious songs that sold lots and lots of copies, but actually when you look back in time, were not very good songs. Number ten right. was Billy Thorpe, Over the Rainbow. Good version. Yep. That's good. I reckon he sings really, sings that really, really well. Yeah, I agree. It's one of the songs that I reckon he sings really well. Um, yeah, I didn't. I never thought he was much of a singer, to be honest. Uh, like he was a rock singer. I didn't think he was a yeah. singer, a singer singer. And then I heard that and went, oh, okay. Ooh, hello. Yeah. yeah. No, you, Number. Yeah, like you, you can sing beat pop a little, and you go, oh, he's a rock rock guy. But yeah, yeah, you hear that, you go, oh no, he's a singer. Yeah. Number nine, great band, great song, Slade Every Day. Oh, you know, I didn't even think that charted in Australia. No, it's, it was much bigger than I thought. I didn't think it was a top ten hit. I didn't think it was a single. Yeah, I knew I it was a single. Was we, ah. we played, I was in, where was I in June 74? I was in Queensland. I think I, would, I hadn't quite started at 4IP then. I might have been in, I was in Toowoomba and we were playing it. But uh, I didn't think it was as big a hit as that. Uh, number eight, not the original version, but one of the hit versions of the locomotion. This one by Grand Funk Railroad. Oh, what are you on about? Uh, my brother for his eighteenth birthday, they all chipped in and they got him a triple album of Grand Funk Railroad. Yep. And I think side six is pretty much a whole side of drum solo. Yep, that'd be right. It, it was. Yeah, it was pretty painful. Anyway, I think it was. I think, I think that triple album was was that triple album called After the Funk. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, I know. I remember it well. We the, flopped the best the part of it was on side six. The drummer said the f word about four times. So <laughs> right. as a ten year old, I'd be getting the mate saying, "Listen, listen, 
And he listened to drums and drums, not knowing where it started. He listened to it for 10 minutes before he said it, but we loved it. We thought that was terrific. Right. <laughs> Number seven was The Way We Were by Barbara Streisand. Memories oh, like two socks all full of sand. <laughs> uh, very nice. Fishy waters flowing on me for the way we were. Got it pictures. <laughs> a corner on the floor. Uh, <laughs> um. Number five, uh, number six, sorry. Billy, Don't Be a Hero yeah. by Paper Lace. Oh, it's a classic. The classic pop song, isn't it? It is a classic pop song. You know, Billy, his volunteers, big deep his head low, get killed. Don't be a fool. Poor Billy. Number Poor Billy. F- well, yeah, it is. It's yeah. a sad song. Number five, uh, The Hollies, The Air That I Breathe. Good song. Yeah, good song, I agree. Um Number four, instrumental, The Entertainer, the theme from The Sting by Marvin Hamlish. Oh, yeah. You're going to listen to an instrumental. That's probably one of the better ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, very good. Very, very good uh, instrumental. The album was massive. The album was actually the number one album that week as well, The Sting soundtrack. Well, amazing you. Um, oh, was it ever? Number three was Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Swede. Yeah, good. Hooked on a feeling. Remember how it yeah. started? Remember how the song started? Ooga chaga, ooga chaga, ooga chaga, ooga chaga. So you, right? do, you do remember how it started. Uh, and then we and that was of course BJ Thomas who we mentioned uh, died last week. Number two, Pleasure. number two, Brian, our mate, <laughs> Susie Quattro, Devil Gate Drive. Ah, uh, there you go, Susie locking it. Yep, at two in the uh, good two chart. The chart. Yeah, it is a good chart. Except you get to number one, and this is one of the most. I know at the time everyone got, you know, it's a touching song and all that, but, oh, God, it was painful to – when you were working on the radio and you played the number one song a lot, as as we did, this was a painful song to play, Terry Jack's Seasons in the Sun. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun, but the sun doesn't last, so you stick it up your ass. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I would have enjoyed playing that if that was if that had been the lyric at the time, but unfortunately oh, well, it wasn't. You know, yeah, was it improving? A, a bit, a bit uh, sorrowful, but a really good chart though. Lots of good songs in the chart. Yeah, no, it didn't let me down at all. No, not at all. Hey, you would have sung a good version of this one. Number twenty-one was "If I Didn't Care" by David Cassidy. No, I don't think I cared about "If I right. Didn't Care." A, a hard rain's going to fall by Brian Ferry's in there as well. Yeah, good. Uh, That's I started loving Brian Ferry about this. Uh, oh, the other Elvin Stardust songs at eleven. Uh, Jealous Mind. He had a couple in the chart. Um, yeah, it's good. Good chart. Good. good chart. Third yeah. heart gonna fall. Is that Bob Dylan song? Which yeah. one? Hard Rain's gonna fall is a Bob Dylan. Song. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Leon Russell did a cover of it too. Yeah, and a very good cover of it. Yeah, it was. It was really good. Yeah, very good. Probably the best. Oh well, uh, yeah. I think Leon's is the best version, but Brian Ferry's pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I know. I know. Finally, you are a massive Brian Ferry fan. I'm not, but that's. No, pro- that's I was when I was a kid. I was when I was a kid. I look back. I think he's preposterous. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> the number one album I mentioned was The Sting. Number two was Can the Can. Number three was Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Number four was Band on the Run. And the number five album was Tubular Bells. Wow. They're all pretty good albums. Yeah. The the number one, the top Australian selling album at the time was Ross Ryan's My Name Means Horse. God, I love that album. I am pegged. Yeah. I'm like a horse. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and, and, touch my lady, please. I always thought that that got, why did that guy get caught? Was it what? American that sung horse with no name? Yes. Yeah. And this guy's name meant horse. I mean, if they only could have could have <laughs> sort of got together, it would have solved a couple of major problems. Yes, exactly. 
Good point. And the number 11 album was Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs, More Ass Than Class. Oh, what a great title. Great title. Great title. All right, I sh- I'll pick the uh, the year for next week, if that's all right with you boys. That's fine. Absolutely. Uh, Mark fine with me. I'll probably go uh, somewhere in the 80s, I think. 80s, yeah. or, 80s or 90s, one of the two. We'll find it because uh, yeah. we're not going past uh, – we've, we've delved into – I think we went to 1996. I don't think anything good happens after 1996. We won't go there again. Okay. It might go early part. Hey, thank you for being uh, being on the show as per usual, boys. Have a wonderful week. Let's hope uh, for Melbournians that we're out of lockdown by uh, Friday our time and uh, and back in the real world for the long weekend, whatever that means. Yeah. No, I mean, thanks for the ballroom blitz, Brian. Oh, no problem. I love your balls. I love it. <laughs> well, not as much as women do. But oh, that's enough. That's enough. Go away, Brian. See you, Fanny. Okay. Take care. Bye. You've just experienced rock and roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook.